Back in the early 1900s, there was a story that had a variety of other names and versions before it was finally published in 1930 as The Little Engine That Could. The main element of the story is a small train engine that is asked to pull a train over a mountain and is able to do so as it repeats the saying, I think I can, I think I can. When it comes to pulling your life about and all the responsibilities that you have, are you saying, I think I can, I think I can, or are you saying, I can't do this anymore? I don't have the strength to finish this. I'll never make it up this mountain. The mountain is too tall for me. What are the sayings of your life? If you're having trouble focusing and being positive and not worrying, I have a few things to say to you and a few promises from God that will help you get over the mountain. Give a listen. I have mentioned this situation from my youth before in a few other podcasts about being cursed with the saying in my mind, I can't. Long story short, there was a moment in my life when I was too young to participate in an event But when I was told I couldn't participate by my father and older brother, my young mind perceived it as inability. That, unfortunately, became a curse in my life, unintentionally, by what my father and brother had said. But because of my youth, I accepted that as my reality. So throughout the first three decades or so of my life, I was challenged in many aspects of my life to be victorious. As I would ponder situations in my life, I had a negative mindset of defeat and worry. With all the promises of God that we have in Scripture, why worry? I will not accept the name of worrywart. That is not the truth of the Bible's report. The promises of God do thoroughly exhort, I am victorious, so why worry? How and what I think determines my outcome. The kingdom is joy and peace, never glum. The promise by Jesus is that we will overcome. You are victorious, so why worry? What good does it do to worry? You're expending a lot of energy and your body will tense up and you'll possibly feel sick. It's one thing to be concerned about responsibilities and how you'll get everything done on time, it's another to worry. Worrying ties your stomach in knots, increases your blood pressure, and makes your hair fall out. To name just a few of the wonderful side effects of worrying. Instead of worrying, prayer is your first step towards attacking the challenges before you. Everything goes better with prayer. It says so in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Why? Why do all things work together for good to those that love God? It's because of what occurs in verses 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints 
according to the will of God. When we speak in tongues, we are praying by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes intercession according to the will of God, and then all things work together for good to them that love God. Why? Because we prayed. We need to be in prayer. Many years ago, God gave me this simple action. Pray more, think less. That is so true. All too often, our thinking can be stinking. And even if it's not stinking, it's not connecting sometimes with the Father who wants to help you with the challenge before you. Prayer is our connection with God. It is the basis of our relationship. There are different types of prayer where we can supplicate and ask for specific things. There is intercession where we pray for others. Then there is giving of thanks. So there are multiple ways to connect with the Father and hang out and have a real relationship. Building that relationship and being close to the Father will strengthen your faith so that when a challenge comes up, you'll respond with, why worry? You know your Abba, your Papa, has already taken care of the situation. So try this on for size. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I take all that is before me that is endeavoring to attack me and cause me to worry and lay it before you at your throne. I thank you for your promises that you indicate that you will supply all my need, keep me in perfect peace as I stay my mind on you, that you will never leave me nor forsake me, and that I am seated next to you. Amen. My schedule of late has been hectic. I am endeavoring to prepare for an art show where I will be showing my wood sculptures. There's a lot of little details to take care of, like printing of new business cards. How many should I print? Should I make banners for the booth? Building the booth walls? How to arrange everything? Who's going to help me? How am I going to get everything to the art show? And the list goes on and on. Plus, I only have eight days left. Then there's my regular work, and I have several clients whose orders are being messed up by the trucking company, and they are expecting me to show up in the next week. Prayer is our first weapon to help smooth things out. Learning to be at rest is another great weapon against worry. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Jesus has a few things to offer us. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. All our responsibilities, our schedules, can be burdens to our souls. How are we going to get it all done and keep everybody happy, including ourselves? Jesus said we were to come to him and connect with him. He is our boss, but also our co-laborer. When he said, take my yoke upon you, he is offering to work with you, to be yoked together. Talk about having a great co-worker. He brings his peace and joy with him and gives us the strength to endure the challenges. So why worry? Consider the promises of God that speak of our victory and triumph and God working in us and not leaving us. 
And to top it off, consider what it says in Romans chapter 16, verse 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. I find it interesting and somewhat telling that God would describe himself as the God of peace as he bruises or crushes Satan under our feet. He's not the God of war, though he is a warrior. He is the God of peace, and he gives it to us. And God has put our enemy under our feet and is crushing him. Since God's the one doing the hard work, what do we need to worry about? As I was sitting in a jacuzzi recently, my attention was drawn to the many currents that were flowing and swirling in the tub. Many jets were firing great multitudes of bubbles all about, causing a collision of the currents they made. Though the jets feel wonderful against your back or feet, I saw an analogy of the world swirling about before me. The world has multiple jets pointed at me, endeavoring to push me around and ultimately drown me. How does one endure such an attack? We find the ability to endure in Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. To render this verse in a more literal way, according to the Greek, would be, finally, in conclusion, my brothers and sisters, be empowered in the Lord and in the impact of his strength. Trying to do things on your own? How's that working for you? We have that empowerment in the Lord. This is written as an imperative in the Greek language and makes it a command. God does not command you to do something you do not have the ability to do. So you can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So do it. Then we are told to put on the whole armor of God. The main focus in all of Ephesians chapter 6 is not that we are to run into battle, but that we are able to stand. With the armor of God, we are able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, we stand. When the currents try to push us about, we simply stand on the truth. The last piece of armor mentioned here is the action of prayer. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Unfortunately, some people have painted prayer as inaction. That instead of getting up and running about and doing something, you're simply sitting and bumping your gums. According to this verse, we are to pray always, watching in prayer with all perseverance. Perseverance means to continue, to be devoted to. You're not going to give up. You're going to keep praying until you get the answer. Another great verse to give you the proper attitude of prayer is in Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Always laboring fervently in prayer. When was the last time you worked up a sweat praying? 
The words laboring fervently are translated from one Greek word that can be understood as contend in the games or strive. That's expending some energy. I remember earlier in the podcast talking about expending energy in worry. So where are you going to use your energy? Will you sit and think and worry into a stink? Or will you strive in prayer knowing that God is always there? I will not accept the name of worrywart. That is not the truth of the Bible's report. The promises of God do thoroughly exhort, I am victorious, so why worry? How and what I think determines my outcome. The kingdom is joy and peace and never glum. The promise by Jesus is that we will overcome. You are victorious, so why worry? The practice of praying more and thinking less, and worrying not at all, is a learned skill. One must slow down and take a breath and turn to the Father and His Son and the Holy Spirit for answers. You're not alone. I recognized in myself this week a sense of loneliness and all the turmoil in my schedule. I wanted to talk to somebody about it. So I called a friend and we prayed together. After that prayer, I calmed down, but again there was a desire to connect and to speak to somebody about all that was going on. So I took some time and talked to the Father. I simply spoke about all the things that were going on and made requests, and he heard me. Things are now falling into place, and I have no need to worry. How about you? Why worry? I look forward to speaking to you on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended, or via my email, dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. God bless you, and be at peace.